Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Base Life Podcast. This episode doesn't really need much of an introduction. Um, may I present to you the lovely Chris Baker. Three, two, one, see ya. You're listening to Base Life Podcast with your hosts, Randy and Brian. Alright, welcome to the Base Life Podcast. Today I am joined by Chris Baker. Hello. Chris, this has been a long time coming. Yeah, we talk about it a lot. Right, we've been trying to do this for a minute. Um, but you were actually on the original recording. <laughs> yes, I am. That w- never aired. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that one should air either. <laughs> Probably not. We're still uh, working some things out. <laughs> you know, I had, that was the first time I had set the equipment up in Lauterbrunnen and just set it up in Lisa's house and we had a revolving door of people hopping on the mic and and there were stories um, that should stay off podcast and there was drinking yeah yeah and it's so we're still de- developing i guess the ethics or what what ethics cuz you know like there's certain things in base you just shouldn't talk about publicly um and some people get sensitive about like their names being used and so um yeah, it's it's we're still learning, you know, and we're we're, but so far I don't think we've upset anybody too badly. Um, no, not at all. I mean, but what what can you do? But, um, yes. Yeah, so we are recording in Stuttgart, Germany. Yes, first yeah. time here. Yeah, thanks for coming. This has been a fun little fun little visit. Yes, I wish you weren't working. I wish you could play hooky for the days, but right. Don't well, worry, I had tea instead. It's fine. That's how I get to. Um, come to the valley so i have to do have to pay my dues true, to the man true. well i'm not working at the moment either so it's fine yeah so uh for those that don't know you personally you're dealing with a bit of a injury right now right yep so snapped the ligament in my wrist mm, in your left wrist yeah how'd you do that <laughs> well firstly i was running don't run yeah, because running is um not good for you apparently you, you can move the the mic the, everything closer if you okay. want okay so I was running and I fell over and just tore the ligament a little bit and it was fine. I was doing good. I was still flying my paraglider, no problem. And I was at the Horner pub, which is where I work, folding a towel and I snapped the ligament completely and it was excruciating and I don't wish it on anyone. So just recently they um, reattached it and so now I don't have an arm to use for three more weeks. It's annoying, right? Yes. I can't even tie my shoelaces. Yeah. Opening season last year, my tricep was ru- ruptured, and I, I, yeah, I couldn't use my right arm for anything. And I'm right-handed. Like, uh, yeah, but... Are you, are you right-handed or left-handed? Yeah, I'm right-handed, but, like, okay. y- you don't know what you need two hands for. Yeah, until you don't have two hands. Yes, like putting a bra on. Have you ever tried putting a bra on with two hands? Afraid Apparently, I, you can I, take it off. <laughs> yeah. No. Nope. I think I'm a two-hander even to get it off. Like, uh, <laughs> it's always kind of awkward. <laughs> well, at least you're married. It's okay. Uh, doesn't matter now, right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> She'll take it off for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no more personal details on that one. <laughs> okay. I want to stay married. <laughs> <laughs> no more, no more. But, uh, yeah, it's a pain, you know, being yeah. down. Luckily, I mean, I've had four broken arms, so... So like I by the time this ruptured tricep thing happened like I had a lot of practice at, uh, but it never gets 
it's still annoying. You know, it never gets easier. Well, the funny thing is, this is my first injury ever. In 30-some years? Yeah, like, let's not tell a lady's <laughs> age. Come on. But no, like, I've skydived. I've had bad landings and paragliding, but nothing. Like, I felt like I was made of rubber until I wasn't. So, yeah, and I, yeah, I wish I'd done it when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, well, when I... When you're younger, you heal faster. Exactly. So my first few broken bones, I were it seemed like I was back at it in no time. Yeah, but now. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's uh, part of the price we pay, right? Yeah, but if I was something doing something cool, then it could be part of the price we pay. But it was just folding a towel. Yeah. I don't know. Age is a son <laughs> of a gun. It, it sucks growing up. But yeah. We all have to do it. Yeah. But, um, so, Chris, I, I've wanted to get you on this podcast for a while because um, you, you are, like many of our friends, um, you have dropped everything and made a massive course correction in your life. And um, I've been, I really have enjoyed watching the journey. And uh, so I wanted to capture some of that. And, yeah. um, I don't know, hear, hear your thoughts, but also maybe help other people understand that uh, maybe if they're not in a happy place in their life, that, that it is possible to, to make a hard uh, or a big change. I mean, because we know people that have done it, right? Yeah. You know, and so I'm ho- hopefully there's somebody out there that's not happy with things and maybe they'll just be like, oh, I could totally do that, you know, because we're no different than anybody else. I mean, no. but um, so... Along those lines, um, where give us some background. Where, where are you from? You know, for those for the, the listeners that don't know you personally, yeah. you know, where, where are you from? So I'm from Melbourne, Australia. Australia, mate. Australia, mate. Yep, lived there for almost 32 years. My whole life didn't really leave there mm-hmm. for almost 32 years either. So what, what were you into growing up? Like, what did you do in Australia? <clears throat> I loved basketball. When I was a kid, I was basketball every weekend. Three or four games a week, if not more. Um, was refing basketball. My life revolved around it. Um, I also little dabbled in sport aerobics. If you ever look that up on YouTube, no, <laughs> it's it's not a common sport. But yeah, I was I was in a couple of teams that did that for school. So sport aero- sounds like CrossFit for uh, <laughs> it's like so it's aerobics? like dance and aerobics. But you do like a minute routine and you have to do some moves in it. And no kidding. Wear a leotard, leotard, yep. <laughs> I did not know that about you. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> so, you, so you got judged on how you had to do a certain number of moves. Yep. And then you got judged on the difficulty. Difficulty, like synchronicity, because you're in a team. Yeah. 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 I, I'm picturing like uh, um, Will Ferrell and uh, who are the other people in old school? I reckon you know? it would have looked just like that. Uh, Vince Vaughn, like uh, with the streamers. Did you have a streamer? No, no, no. No streamers? No, no, no streamers. Too hardcore? (laughs) But like some of the things you have to do are pretty hardcore moves, but I wasn't... I have no doubt. I wasn't that good, but yeah. Yeah. It was... That and basketball was my life. That's cool. And then my life became a mum. Yeah. So tell us about that. So people always say, I, I say my kids are now 22 and 20 yesterday, actually. My youngest just turned 20, which... If you know my age, would be quite 
yeah. different, <laughs> but they're not bi- my biological kids. But for everything I believe, they are my kids. Mm-hmm. I brought them up. I raised them. Hopefully, instilled my values of fun and and hard work on them. But yeah, so for ten years, from eighteen to twenty eight, that was my life: parent teacher interviews, raising two children, um, taking care of the house, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. It was it was amazing. I wouldn't give it up for anything. It was so good, but <laughs> needed to move out of, we're talking earlier about a bad situation. Mm-hmm. So the kids were great, but me and my partner, were not a good situation together. And I don't think he's a bad person. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying together we were bad mm-hmm. and it was bad enough that I needed to leave and leave the kids. So yeah. I did that. Where'd you go? Well, I went to Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually uh, quit my job to move to England to start work on Top Deck, to be a trip leader for Top Deck. Okay. So I was going to take 18-year-olds around <laughs> Europe and tell on them. On buses. Yep, and, <laughs> and party with them, basically. Yeah, and make sure they get on the bus the, ne- the next morning or whenever it's supposed to leave. Yeah, but um, so the reason I decided to quit my job was my mum got cancer, and I decided that life was short and I could go back to my corporate job later. But nine days into my training trip with Top Deck, my mum died. Mm. So um, I left. I left and went home, did the funeral, which was, I hope any no one ever has to bury a parent, which we all have to, I guess, but not at this age. But oh, Yeah, but yeah. We, I know a lot of parents who have buried their kids. Yeah, so I, I just, mean, yeah, death is, is difficult. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, from when she got cancer to when she died was about 18 months. So really didn't give us much time to deal with it. But she always said to us, just go and be happy. As long as you're happy, it doesn't matter what you're doing. So after I went home for the funeral, I had a return flight to Spain and was supposed to rejoin this training trip where you couldn't drink, (laughs) you couldn't talk to your family really. So I was like, well, I'm grieving right now. Do I really want to be going to that? So I called Miss Jenny McZola, <laughs> who I've known for many years, and um, Chris McDougal, and they said, yep, come to the Valley and just come for a season. We don't know what you're going to do, but we'll help you out. We'll help you through this process. And that was almost three years ago, and yeah. I wouldn't live anywhere else. I've met the most amazing people. So that was, that was 2016. Yep. Oh, 2016 was a hard year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's why we became such good friends so quickly is because you, you were dealing with losing your mother and I was dealing with, you know, base jumpers dying at, at the cyclic rate. You know, that, that was the worst summer in, in, since I've started, since I've been base jumping. I'm, I think it's the worst on record right now. I hope it, I hope it stays the worst forever. You know, hopefully we never have a season like that, but. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. The, the thing is, like, I met people, I was meeting them one week and making plans with them for the next week and then waking up to a message that they mm-hmm. passed away. And it was it was hard to try and get close to people. It was hard to look at your phone in the morning at some points. Like, and, like, I was grieving for my mum, but I was grieving for these new relationships that just never really came to fruition, which really sucked for everyone involved. Like, these people, like... They're awesome athletes, and it was it was a horrible time. But a, I, but for me personally, I yeah, can great, see great people, you know, great so. people. But I could see a change in the sport where a lot of people took a step back after that year and went, you know, maybe we train harder, train differently, 
don't take as many risks, don't go as yeah. Like it was like a big change in the way people spoke to me. To me personally, I don't know if it was to everyone, but yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people uh, took a took a hard look at what was going on after that or during and after that season. And uh, I mean, it's it seems like it's getting better. And uh, I know there's there's so many opportunities for education out there and like camps and people to train with. So it's I'm hoping people you know they take advantage of that and. Uh, yeah, well, you don't just even fly their to... own line. Don't don't yeah. do the coolest thing you just saw on the internet. Just, yeah. just fly, do your thing, and do you do yeah. you? My favorite <laughs> right? thing to say, even though Luke Hively hates it. Yeah. <laughs> but you do you. Like do what you want to do, and and if you need a little bit of help, don't don't worry about asking because it's your life. It's the way you live it. No one else is going to live it for you. Yeah. And the people who judge aren't really judging you; they're judging themselves. So it's yeah. not even worth thinking about. Sorry, yeah. my philosophical. Yeah, and I, and I also feel like if you can't do it openly, like if you're at an exit and you you're gearing up, but you don't want people to like see you gearing up, or like you don't feel confident being around the the group, as you, then you're you're wrong, you know. Like yeah. uh, like you you probably took some cut some corners, and like uh, you that's it's not the it's not the way things should be done in this sport because you know gravity doesn't care about you, like, so. <laughs> It's in your best interest to not cut any corners. Yeah, but but, but the journey is just as good as the destination anyway. Like, So as your listeners might not know, I'm not actually a base jumper. So I've never jumped off a cliff. Oh, wait, I've done a canyon swing. So I've jumped off something but with a rope. But I don't need to be a base jumper to feel the family, to feel the knowledge. Like I know a lot about base jumping because... Sure, because that's all we talk about. <laughs> I was going to say that, but I didn't want to put that <laughs> one in there. But like... I, I love my friends and I, I will happily tell anyone if I feel like they're taking a step out of line the wrong way that and I feel that they are, that I'll tell them, hey, maybe you should go talk to this person or do this over here. You know, there's a course going mm-hmm. on or something because I want everyone to be safe. Sure. And when, when you live and work somewhere like Lauterbrunn and, uh, and you're exposed to uh, the the conversations and and everything else like you you know what right sounds like because you've heard it a million times and you see it on all the little uh placards and even in the horner the rules you know like are there <laughs> and so like when you hear someone like you know if you're just behind the bar you know or whatever you hear someone like clearly that is a little bit off and it's like ah you can, i mean it doesn't we need people like that you know um yeah Especially like with Bernadette gone, you know, like because she she used to steer people left and right all the time, and I actually got to thank her for that over the weekend because uh, the first time I came to the valley, uh, she was like, "Hmm, you sh- you should probably talk to like that guy over there," you know, and yeah. it was Rami, you know, and uh, uh, yeah. fast forward uh, several years, and uh, Burr's like, "Hey, Randy, I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna send these guys your way, like a." think you need to keep an eye on them and then it was i was a i was a little freaked out because i was like whoa when did burr start sending people to me (laughs) when did i become that person and two um i forgot the second part i was like when did she start sending him two you could be freaked out yeah i mean it's just a little bit weird but then i was like what am i going to show him you know but 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 yeah it was it's It's always it's cool sometimes it's not about like i would even tell a newer base jumper to see a newer base jumper because the like if I know someone's done a course that they've got the knowledge or that they have a contact where that they could p- 
push somebody else into yeah. that way. That's how I think. And this is a community. This is a family. As much as, as much as there are some people that come into the pub and they don't really want to be, they want to jump by themselves and they want to drink by themselves. That's okay, but they're still part of our family. Like they're yeah. that little, the little brother that wants to sulk in the corner. Fine, but we're still our little brother. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and you know, not not everybody in in the family is a jumper. You know, it's just you know, <laughs> you know. that's my favorite thing to say. Someone asked me once, yeah. "Why are you here? You're not even a jumper." And I said, "Well, that makes the reason me to ask why are you here <laughs> if you don't understand why I'm here. There's yeah. more of us outside of the jumping in the family as well. So." We don't need to. Were you there? That dude was like, "Do you even know Lisa?" <laughs> like talking about like BBG stuff. Or like, do you? Mm, no, mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> Is Lisa but, even a person? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but you know, uh, ego's part of the sport. So uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully it becomes less. But, yeah, but you know. Anyways, <laughs> I feel like we got preachy there for a second. Sorry, so, um, like drink some wine. No <laughs> cheers, preachers. Cheers. cheers. Yeah, people are gonna do what they're gonna do. It's. Uh, <laughs> You do yeah. you is what yeah. I say to everyone. Yeah, I think it was with talking to TJ. I was like, yeah, I mean, we we need people pushing it, but but we also need people like kind of having giving some guidance and maybe maybe telling yeah. the kid that doesn't even know he's outside of his limits that hey, maybe you should uh, reel it back a little bit. Yeah, but that's not my. That's not yeah. My. I was lucky enough to get one of those in twin, you know. So it's like in the, yeah, reeled me back a little bit. And I was like, but that's right, what it comes back know? to the family. We're yeah. all family. We're yeah. all going to here to help each other. So don't take it personally. Yeah, for if sure. If someone calls you an awesome base jumper, but, or something like, I'll help with yeah. your ego, Randy. It's like, okay. oh, trust me, you guys, you guys crush it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, sorry, I was making a note there. The um, go for it. Valley's a special place, and the yeah, the family's made up of more than just base jumpers, and I'm, I'm happy you're part of it. Me too. I don't think I would have survived the year after Mum's death without the people in the valley. Like, I have a pretty close knit family who definitely helped me through it, but having people who weren't grieving for the same person around and just being able to help me through my grief was mm-hmm. amazing. Like, I've made lifelong friends that I will never like they're like my family they are my family so the valley's awesome and paragliding yes yeah so after after uh it wasn't that long after you moved to the valley when did you start your course uh like I moved in the May and that November I started my course yeah 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 I loved it love it love it so much I'm so disappointed right now that I can't fly but I keep thinking the mountains aren't going anywhere and Life will still right. go on. Yeah, well, and it's tough. I mean, because well, so I, I'm not. I'm a I'm a I'm baby baby paraglider. Still still working on my license. Um, but there's inside those first couple of years, it's hard. You know, once you when you discover that beautiful thing that you love, and then <laughs> all of a sudden you can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. just like I could fly to Lisa's house from Vengen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just go, hey, I'm going to come down instead of taking the train. It's so cool. I yeah. call it armchair sightseeing. What, what's your favorite part of paragliding? Um, <laughs> to be honest, the hanging out with friends, going for a hike and then flying off. Because once you're in the air, you're it's solo. It's it's all me and that beautiful feeling of flight like a bird is amazing. But the, hey, guys, let's go for a, a hike and then we're going to fly somewhere. Or everyone meets on the takeoff and we have to wait for the winds because paragliding as much as people think it's it there is para waiting a lot of it so you get time to sit and without distraction 
and talk to your friends and and connect with nature even if you're sitting by yourself you can just sit there and watch i've watched the sunrise over the big mountains and waiting for the wind to turn and yeah it's amazing that's probably my favorite part yeah i think that's one of the reasons i like uh lamoose um on the the ving inside one of the jumps on the ving inside because we get to ride the train up together and it's so we we get to all just sit there and like kind of shoot the breeze and yeah yeah, that's my favorite part yeah because the actual act of it you could go do it by yourself if mm-hmm. you wanted to. It's no problem. But, yeah, the, the connecting with nature, connecting with the people around you, that's what I really like. And I'll even walk out to Lamoose with you next time. Yeah, I, I won't be walking there for a while, <laughs> but uh, I'll take you up on it whenever the day comes. Oh, still injured. <laughs> Part of the Cripples Unite Club yeah, that we've uh, got going on right now. <laughs> yeah, so a little update uh, on, the, on the leg. Um, so I can... I can, I'm walking, you know, that's, I've been walking for a while and I, it, walking is getting less uncomfortable. Um, but my lateral movement now is the funny thing. Like, um, I, uh, cause I can't pivot on my, my left foot. Like the ankles still, it just, it scares me. It's a little weak. <laughs> I, I mean, I probably could, but it just, it's stiff and everything else. Uh, but so I, I checked somebody today at work, like, um, cause I, I couldn't, I couldn't pivot. I was like, you know, how a, a polite person would just kind of move out of the way. Well, I was on my left foot as I realized, <laughs> oh, we're about to impact. And it was just like, uh, so I, I, I didn't like drop the shoulder to like make it worse, but I just like, but I couldn't go anywhere, but I also didn't want to like co- go off balance on my foot. So it's like, well, you know, and I, it's, I was like, well, that's a, that's a Marine. Like they're kind of durable. So, you know, like I, I apologized <laughs> to him after I checked him, you know, I was like, Hey man, I'm sorry. Like I can't, you know, I can't uh, move very well right now. He's like, yeah, no big deal. But, um, but it was kind of funny. Luckily it wasn't like a, a tiny person, you know, like just sent him flying. Like, yeah. Uh, but you know, like you have to live your life differently. Like yeah. I, I was at the shops today and a, guy, a lady tried to hand me something uh, into my left hand and I can't grab mm-hmm. it. And I was trying to explain that to her, but I'm in Germany and my German is, it's okay, but it's not good enough to explain that. So yeah, I just let it drop to the floor. Because <laughs> she just kept, try, kept trying to give it to me. So I didn't know what to do. Eh. Yeah. Cripples unite. That's funny. <laughs> so funny. But yeah, so paragliding, you got into that shortly after moving to the valley. Yeah, but I was already um, a skydiver. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, well. Baby. I said that I said that like I didn't know that, but. <laughs> baby skydiver. So yeah. um, when I left that really bad relationship, I kind of started doing things like traveling a lot. I traveled every year. I made sure I went somewhere every year, with, especially with my twin sister. Of course, Australians are like the most traveling country ever. Like, yeah, but you, I, you can't go to any new place without meeting someone from Australia. Yeah, well, that's because you know Australia that's not a does, bad thing. Australia it's, doesn't exist. Have you heard that one? Uh-uh. Oh, it's. I can't really go in here yeah, because it will go into a different thing. But it's like some conspiracy theory that the reason Australia is so everywhere else in the world is because Australia doesn't exist. We're all paid actors by the government huh. to convince you that Australia does exist. It's like a, it's like a comedy show that they were talking about. It's quite funny, but yeah. anyways, I digress. I definitely went to a place that they called Australia. <laughs> I lived so, there, so yeah. I so definitely I'm sure yeah. But yeah, so I didn't. I travelled, and um, my sister is a tandem master, and she took me for a tandem on New Year's Eve, um, and with I think there was seventeen of us in the air, including me and my sister, and they did a big roundy. They were all wearing onesies, um, animals. They were heaps of Aussie jumpers in it and 
I didn't really, like I'd already done a few tandems before that, but I didn't really understand why everyone wanted to be in the air together until that jump. And I got on the ground and I said to Sally, that's it, I want to do my AF. So. And for those that don't know, Sally is your twin sister. Twin. Twin. Twins. And so you're, you're telling me you did your first skydive when she was already an, a tandem instructor? Yeah. Because that's. Because yeah. you were born at the same time. Yeah. You so, see where I'm going with that? Yeah, yeah. So uh, she started jumping in like when we were like 21. Okay. So for our 21st birthday, this is how different our lives were. Our 21st birthday present, she got a skydive and I got a dishwasher. Yeah. Because <laughs> I had kids. <laughs> I was looking after kids and I needed a dishwasher. Needed a dishwasher. And so her life went a whole different way and I mine went a different way as well. But that jump when... When I was your age, I would have sold the dishwasher for for jump tickets. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So my mom and Sally went on a tandem together. Dougs actually took my mom for no her kidding. first tandem. Yeah. So and then I went for, went for other jumps, but that particular jump was really changed my life. I think it was because I was in a different place in my life. But I stand by every single person should do a tandem in their life, at yeah. least one. Like just that. Just, just not necessarily with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, with Sally. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. But um, yeah, so I did that and everyone was in the air and it was amazing like watching people and people coming up and like moving around and yeah, then I I did tunnel first because, you yeah. know, you can these days. These days, yeah. Yeah, I did a few hours in the tunnel and then went did my AF and I loved it. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got some, you've got a lot of familiarity with this guy. You know, you, you are a member of this guy community. So hey, I was a member you, you before know. I jumped. Yeah, Come on. And before you knew us. <laughs> so, yeah. But that's awesome. Yeah. Yes. And maybe we can get you and Sally on here one of these times. Yes. That or, would Sally, be awesome. if you're listening, I'd love to have you on here. <laughs> I think you'd be a lot of fun. I reckon she'd love it. Maybe, yeah. I don't know who would out talk the other one though. Me or her? Or you or her? <laughs> Me or her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be yelling at the thing saying, Chris talks too much. <laughs> if you know me, you know that too. So Yeah. Yeah, I get I, I talk too much sometimes too. I always think I talk too much um during these interviews. Yeah, but you do you. Yeah. So it is what it is. So we've had some fun times um all over the world really. because uh, we we met here in um or in, in Lauterbrunn and and then um which came, were we in the Philippines before Tallinn? Yeah, Tallinn. Tallinn. How do you say Tallinn. Tallinn. Philippines was first. Philippines, okay. yeah, yeah for, Rachel's for Rachel's wedding. For yep. Rachel and Toby's wedding. That was yep. a good time. A great time. Yeah, that was, that was, uh, we've survived the base season, but I don't know how we survived that. Right. <laughs> that trip to the Philippines. Gee. Yeah. Uh, for anybody that has never been to the Philippines, um, Shargao Island oh. is, amazing beautiful beautiful like coming from a guy that lived in hawaii for like 10 years like um shargao was amazing yeah 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 but when you put 30 base jumpers plus extras on an island together with scooters yeah and and a lot of sun (laughs) drinks (laughs) oh i mean it was like uh yeah it was really funny you know because like living in like i i was used to the i i I love the Philippines because I had been over here for a while. So going back to like a, a Pacific, you know, like um, island. ocean island yeah. you know, scene was like, oh. And I've got 
people that I generally only associate with the mountains with me, you know, so it was, it was so great, but it was, uh, it was, you guys aren't well versed in staying, um, uh, protected from the sun. Oh, Australians should be because right. we you know, that's should a good, be. You'd think that's a good point. Cause there were a ton of Australians in that. And crew. the Australians didn't get sunburnt by well, one. Well, Lisa's <laughs> not Australian. Lisa is but, not Australian. But, uh, and there were a bunch of others, but yeah, a bunch of people got fried. Yeah, but, but that wasn't the worst. Like, there yeah, were. Well, like, and then the scooter wreck. The scooter wreck yeah. and the yak races. Were you there for the no. yak races? Oh, that was. I don't even think I heard about the yak race. So they gave us the, like, gallon drums of alcohol that was locally made. Oh, everyone that got, kind of yak. No, everyone got totally, like, drunk and then got on top of yaks okay. and went out to the middle of the jungle to race these yaks. Huh. Yeah. It's in Dugs's, um, you remember his, his, his vlog? Yeah. I was in yeah, but if you see, if yeah. you see that because Jesus, that was crazy. Yeah. Like people were crazy. I was happy to survive that. I needed a holiday from that holiday for sure. I will add a link against my better judgment. <laughs> <laughs> I will add a link to Dukes' vlog uh, in the show notes. Oh, for the oh, you, oh, If you um, haven't seen it, that one's... Yeah, go check the Philippines out. <laughs> yeah, it's go. Awesome. But then, we, then we've then we traveled uh, Family Christmas. We yeah. did um, in so Europa Park. We did a Europa Park and uh, Strasbourg. Yeah, and then we did Tallinn together. Yeah, so yeah. if you don't know, I'm from Estonia as well as Australia, mm-hmm. which are two different countries. Not from Encino, man. Do you not know the reference? To so, Estonia? Yeah, so you know Encino Man. The yeah, guy I know the from, movie. Yeah, so yeah. Um, when we were a kid, no one knew what Estonia was. And the guy from Encino Man's from the Stone Age. And the, the, other, the other comedian goes, oh, we don't know where you're from, but we'll just say you're from Estonia, from the Stone Age. And so people <laughs> thought we made okay. it up our whole life. But it is a country. It's a nice country. Yeah, yeah, and they have a nice little uh, TV tower yes. there to jump off of. Yeah. So 400-ish feet and something like that. Yeah. Somewhere between four and five. Well, the funny thing Maybe. was this mm-hmm. town, like there's only three million people in all of Estonia. So I was in Tallinn waiting for Brian and Randy who missed their flight. You were a day late. <laughs> so I was already there. That is still a contested issue, but uh, I lost. <laughs> we were a day late. They were late. So I was there to see my family. There's like a song and dance festival that I went to and I was waiting for Brian and Randy and they were coming and I'm sitting at this little pub in a, in Tallinn and I see three guys walk past and I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're bass jumpers and you can ask um, some of them because I just went up to them like, are you bass jumpers? Can I sit with you? Because <laughs> I was still by myself waiting for you. But they were. It's like you guys are stuck out in the crowd for me now. Eh? We are easy to spot once uh, once <laughs> you see the, the cues. I mean, yeah. Like I, I've spotted uh, twice. I've seen stash bags in the airport and gone up to you and be like, you're, you're a jumper? Like, this, uh, one of them I met, there's a KGB museum in Tallinn. And I've I met been to that one and Mark. the one in... A few others, but and I'm, yeah. uh, I was standing in line, and I met Mark Rickett mm-hmm. um, in the in the line. He was wearing a T-shirt um, that was most definitely base jumping related. Yeah. So I was like, "Hey, 
I know you, and then the other one was Steve, uh, English Steve. The, yeah. Yeah, so he was no, the... No Facebook Steve. Yeah, no like, Facebook Steve. I, I have to WhatsApp him <laughs> if I'm going to like... Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I was like... Shout sh- out to Mark, too. Love both those guys. They're <laughs> good dudes. Yeah, so that's... Obviously, that was a good event that year. Like, the, the people that turned up, uh, was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. We, weather wasn't great for us. Um, Windy. Like, there was only one day of jumping, and then Brian broke his hand on landing, Um after I, I think that was the jump that I dropped him on. Uh, did, <laughs> I think that was when we did the uh, PCA train. Uh, I, yes. I kind of broke the link when I PCA Brian, but oh well. He's the only person I'll drop, <laughs> and never when I actually need to, you know, PCA. But yeah, Brian broke his hand, but we we had fun. We went to uh, we did a um, escape room. An escape room. I think that was one of my first escape rooms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did a lot of. I wasn't there by then. I'd no, gone home. <laughs> no, that was me and Sam, me, Sam, Dukes, and Brian and uh, Robin. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was a good time. Awesome. I wonder how many name drops that was. And <laughs> I know, like you know, in my podcast, we got to tag everyone. Right. Who Deal. does Chris know? No one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we had Tallinn and the Philippines and. Yeah, Strasbourg, it's good times. Yeah, now me and um, Randy's wife, T, are organizing a island getaway for later this year, so Randy's yeah. kind of invited. Kind of invited. <laughs> I hope I'm allowed to come. <laughs> yeah, Brian's invited. Yeah. So um, over this time of like, uh, so you've been in Switzerland for like three years now, like you kind of made a, a pretty drastic change in your life. Um What's what's something that really sticks out that you know that you've learned or over the over this time you know about yourself or about you know yeah worth it you know those kind of things yeah so um, one of the big things is that as many people in your life that you have to support you as many people that you should have around you that will lift you up and and get you there the only real person you can rely on is you like. You should rely on other people, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't have other people around you, but you should also think of how good you are and how how much you can lift yourself up. Like, I was, if I'm ever down, I don't ever think now, oh, I wish I had a boyfriend, or I wish I had someone next to me right now talking to me, or a friend around, which, yes, I would love that. But now I think, no, what can you do to change your life? What can you do right now to make yourself happier, to make yourself feel better? And we're not all going to feel good every day. Like, I know a lot of my friends from Australia were like, oh, your Instagram is so cool. Like, your life is so amazing. I'm like, yeah, because I'm not putting up those days I'm on Netflix. I'm sitting on my couch watching Netflix. I'm not going to put a video up saying, hey, guys, I'm watching Netflix. Like, social media makes us believe that these lives are amazing. And, yes, my life is amazing. I cannot say, like, <laughs> I don't want to go back to Melbourne and work in corporate Melbourne and 9 to 5. Like, I don't know that that's me right now. But I don't think it's not me in 10 years. I don't know. But I'm more flexible. What I've learned is to be more flexible and to love myself more and to be there for myself. Like, I'm there for everybody else. I know, like, I love to be there for everybody else, but I've learned to just be there for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, you, you made a good point that uh, social media can skew uh, perceptions, you know, and 
like, cause I don't, like, I, I'm, I don't, I'm so bad at posting now, period. But like, uh, if I am posting something, it's, it's probably jumping related or I'm something beautiful. Cause like, I don't know, like, I don't want to, but we all have boring days. Like, yeah. I have a lot of boring days. <laughs> but, well, like this, I, know, I work a lot. Yeah, like right? my friends come, my friends come to the town all the time. And when your friends come, they're on holiday and you're working Yeah, and you have to go and be, at work while everybody's doing something fun. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. But it's still... Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. Yay, look who came home. But, um, yeah, you just you just do you. Do what yeah. makes you happy. So people ask me, like, why I quit a really good job in Australia mm-hmm. to work in a pub and clean in Lauterbrunnen. Why did you do that? Because... I want to live in the mountains. I want to be able to get up and go for a paraglide before I go to work. I want to live with like-minded people who don't think that having the best car is the the way to spend your money or I need the newest things and the right clothes and the makeup and the hair, although I do spend money on my pink hair. But, like, I just, yeah, and, and I've thought about it. I was standing in a meeting where I climbed the ladder pretty quickly. I tried really hard to climb that ladder and I was going for GM roles, like general manager roles. And then I looked around and everyone was about 15 years older than me. And I'm like, okay, so they still have 20 years left and I have another 15 on top of that. Why can't I just go and, and live my life when I, for the next 15 years and then go back to corporate world because I'm determined and competitive and if I want something, I'm going to go out and get it. So it doesn't mean that I've like people think, oh, I can't change my life because I'm already here in the business world or I'm already here at where I am at my job. If I go and and go live in the mountains for five years, I'll have to start at the bottom again. But how easy will it be to get back to where you were? Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not the end of the world. And I know society tells us that it is and that we need to keep going and keep moving. And if you go backwards, it's a bad thing. But I'm going to learn so much more in my life now to live in the mountains and be with you and friends like you that when I do go back or if I do go back I'm gonna have a different perspective that I can bring to the company yeah yeah it's funny I was talking to my parents about um taking a year off when they retire um to just hang out with them before like you know the wheels fall off and everything else and um because it's like you don't want to wait you know until until it's too late for to to hang out with them like when they get you know a Obviously, you understand. Yeah. But they uh, they were like, but son, that's like a year of your retirement one of these days that, you know, you might have to work longer. And I'm like, uh, one, you're counting on me making it to retirement <laughs> age, which is a really <laughs> awkward thing to say to your parents. Yeah. And then two, like, it's my life. Like, I, I mean, you can always make more money, but you can't get more time. Exactly. Yeah, and so. exactly the, both the points is what made me want to leave my corporate job was that, so my mum, when she got cancer, decided she wanted to go to Hawaii and I want to go to Hawaii now because of this, but she wanted to go and then we were looking at insurances and cancer sucks because insurance is like, we're not going to cover you because you have cancer. Well, if I break my leg, it wasn't because I had cancer, but they're still not going to cover you. And going to America as an Australian is quite expensive without insurance. Mm. So she was like, I don't know, I don't know. And all us family decided, she kept putting it off and we we're like, screw it. You go and book your flight. If you have to come back, we'll all pay for it. No problem. We all have jobs. It doesn't matter. She's like, okay. So you booked her flight for June. 
Mm. And she died in the April. So she never made it because she put it off and put it off and put it off. Like, I'm sure she's there now, but, (laughs) you know, we put her ashes in the ocean, so I'm sure it's getting there somehow. (laughs) But, like, the point is that when you're retired, you may have an illness. You may, like, she only just, she didn't even get to retire. She was only 62. So, you know, why not take the time now? And then work later. I'd rather work into my retirement and take the time in my 30s and 40s to, to be doing whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough, uh, you know, not everyone makes it to retirement age, um, but not everyone is prepared when they get to retirement <laughs> age either. True. So it's, it's, a, it's like you're, you're gam- I mean, you're gambling every day. Crossing yeah. the street, you're, ta- you're gambling that someone's not going to like, you know, run a light and hit you. But like I've always yeah. said, collect moments, not things. Yeah. Like every moment is the thing that you're going to remember. Like the last, one of the last days we had with mum, we just told stories and everyone told stories of memories of she told us things and we told her things. And it was just, it was just memories and not one of us gave each other a thing because it wasn't about that. Like that doesn't mean anything now. So just remember all that material stuff you're working really hard now to get may not be what you need unless it's like a paraglider because i'm going to work hard for a new one of them so that's okay if you're not sure what you need and you're thinking about buying a paraglider chris is saying go for it yeah do that do that no but as long as it enriches your life and actually to be honest if you want to work in an office and you want to climb that ladder and buy houses and have the picket fence do it don't let people like who haven't done it or who have done it and left it, don't let them tell you that you're doing the wrong thing. What you're doing is right for you. And even if it's not right in 10 years, it was right now. Don't regret what you do because you are who you are because of what you do now. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> That's awesome. I think we listen to other people too much in our lives. Yeah. I, that and I think uh, we worry too much about other people. Yeah. Well, I can't say that I don't worry yeah. about other people. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not like. This. I know. I, I'm. I'm. A, I between work and other things. I mean, all sorts of things in your head. But like, no one's ever thinking about you as much as you think they are. So <laughs> someone told <laughs> me this great sense. thing about that is, um, can you tell me a time when I felt embarrassed? Can you repeat a time when I would have felt embarrassed? If I thought. Hard enough, but but just like that, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so that embarrassing moment. Exactly, that, yeah. but we always think, mm. oh, I'm so embarrassed. But I don't remember when you were embarrassed. It's a feeling for you. It's your feeling. It's nothing to do with me. Yeah, so, or everyone else around you. Yeah. Even though they they see it, and it might be funny, but they're not going to remember. Well, well they nah, are going to remember it. And actually, sometimes when people do silly things that you do feel embarrassed about, if you realize that it was funny, and the reason people are retelling the story is because it was funny, you don't need to be embarrassed. Yeah. Do you need some more wine? You want to top up? I'm all good. I'm still halfway. Can I have the wine? It's in the fridge. You're welcome to join her. (laughs) Let's take a restroom break. Pause. We are back. 
short little uh, intermission there. Brian, welcome. Glad you made it. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Yes, Brian. Yay. What'd I miss? A lot. Of, you're going to have to listen to the episode, I guess. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Some of uh, us, have, well, we were talking about the fact that sometimes people have to work when people come visit you, and mm. they're on holiday, and you're the one who has to be at work, so it was perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys don't get to see this side of us very often, you know, the, the Stuttgart side. The I love it. In shirts. Brian and Randy in shirts and slacks. I love it. Looking all nice. Yeah. <laughs> So, so we uh, we we're gonna move into the the uh, guaranteed portion of the podcast, where um, we we ask some questions and four guaranteed questions, and we're still developing these questions. So um, if anybody has any suggestions or whatnot, we're we're open to to hear what you what you're thinking. Um, but first off, Chris, yes, what's your favorite book? Well, I have two. Can I can I have two? Of course. So, when we were kids, um, my dad used to read this book called The Magic Pudding, and it's about <laughs> a koala and some other animals, and they steal this pudding that regenerates, and if you say the words, it'll be whatever like pie you ever want it to be, and then these thieves come and steal it. But the reason it's my favorite is because my dad did all of the um, uh, words and like the characters, he had different uh, voices, voices, yeah, for everything. <laughs> and the other one is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy for the same reason. So oh, wow. my dad could read that book. Like I think him and my brother can um, start, like you ask someone where your towel is and they, they start reciting words from this book <laughs> about that every good hitchhiker knows where their towel is. So. If you haven't read the book, you don't really understand the reference. But So it's more like a book for me. Like I will read anything as long as it's interesting to me. But this has like things that are my favorite things come with uh, memories. And this memory of the magic pudding comes from both my mum and dad. And Hitchhiker's saying, my mum, even though my mum and dad, we didn't travel together a lot because they left, they separated quite early. Both of them would definitely be able to talk about these books so yeah that's really cool i'm like that with music now like music every song on my playlist has a a a good memory attached to it somewhere i was with friends or doing something and was like oh this is the right i'm this song's going in there yeah uh, yeah i definitely have that but yeah those two books. And if you haven't, if you can't read, if you or can't read, sorry, if you don't read <laughs> and you haven't seen the movie Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, it's, it's a good movie. Like the, the, the whole book, Douglas Adams is the writer and he's amazing. So you should definitely. I'll, I'll add links in the uh, show notes. Go, what, yeah, yeah, read for that. For sure. To those. Okay. So that was it. So we kind of covered it a bit, but give us your uh, history of injury. Mm-hmm. Well, so currently, you know, I'm injured on my wrist. Um, other than that, like I broke some ribs playing basketball because women's basketball is not a non-contact sport in Australia. It's quite aggressive. So I took a charge and a girl shouldered me and broke my ribs. But other than that, like I'm not really an injured person. I they used to They used to run out to me when I'd land my skydiving canopy because I'd land in a pile of dust. But... They realized that I was a bit rubbery, so I didn't really hurt myself. So unless you talk about sinuses and ears, like I've had ear infections my whole life, but other than injuries, no, that's that's a Sally domain. 
She missed out on she missed out on water skiing every year because she was injured. So I'm gonna make a mental note uh, <laughs> to ask when, her about that. Yeah, for when I get her her on the podcast. Yeah, ask her about her femur, how she broke her femur. Mm, I've got one of those. <laughs> yeah, but hers is so silly. It's funny. Mm. All right. <laughs> yep. Question numero three. Um, what is your? Do you have a game changer moment? Uh, like like with that moment you were like ah, this is uh, you know different or uh, yeah. oh I get it now that kind of thing. So I had um two of them. So my first one was I crashed my boyfriend's car in the middle of nowhere and um, how'd you do that? So it was a slick road going around a corner, um, raining, tires weren't very good. And I'd only just left the house for the first time after having anxiety for almost four years. So it was my first time by myself leaving the house, driving somewhere. So it was quite a bad situation as it was. And then spun out on a corner in the middle of nowhere and crashed into the, just crashed the bumper. Like I didn't total his car, just crashed the bumper. And I called him. And he said, you've done it again because I have a history of crashing cars, <laughs> but <laughs> not in this way, like just like hitting the curbs and stuff. But he said, you've done it again and hung up on me. And so knowing full well I had anxiety and wasn't doing very well. And so that to me was my, okay, well, I now have to do this myself and I'm not going to be with him anymore. So basically that was that first time I realized that I could I could do this by myself and I could not be with him like I could I was him with him my whole from 18 so I didn't know how to live as an adult without him and I didn't know that I could live with as an adult without him but I managed to fix the car drove to my sister's house another four hours away and and yeah and changed my life and then the second time that happened to me was about a thousand feet under canopy on my I would say maybe my 11th or 12th skydive. And the way the drop zone worked where I, where I skydived was that you did a right hand pattern unless you're coming in from the east. And you will like to know that I can never work out which way is east. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know where the sun rises. It's in the east, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I very much get confused. At least this time of year. So I'm, I'm hanging up and it's a thousand feet. You have to start your pattern to come into land. Like, it's like I'm a very rule-driven person, so a thousand feet, you go, you downwind, like you start. And I'm standing there, and I'm standing there, and I'm like, I don't know which which pattern to do. I don't know if it's right hand or left hand. I just, and I'm I'm getting lower and lower and lower. And at about 700 feet, I'm like, you have to make a decision. Nobody is, you're not on a radio. Nobody's going to help you. You are here for you. That's the only person who's going to help you right now is you. And if you make a mistake, then you have to own it. So you just have to do it and do it now and I turned and landed and I landed okay and I landed the right way but it really made me really made me realize that for the only person you can do it for is you so yeah that's why I preach that a lot you do you it's my favorite thing to say have you heard the um, acronym KMAG yo-yo no kiss my ass goodbye you're on your own (laughs) (laughs) I love it or yeah another uh, fun was like um yeah, no one's coming for you. It's on you. you know, there's, yeah, there, but, there's a few like that. You know, but if like you think a, about our lives, we're taught a lot to rely on other people and that someone is coming for you. Someone will help you. Like if you're in, if you're in danger or you're in distress, someone will help you. But if you're at 
thousand feet above the earth on a counter canopy, no one's coming for you. And the only thing that's going to happen is you're going to hurt yourself. So you have to make a decision and you have to own it. And owning your own, owning your own faults and, and taking responsibility for your own actions is huge. Yeah, it's a good point. Sky police won't be there for you, you know. I wish well, they would. They'll be on the ground for you, yeah. for sure, to yell at you or whatever. Just yeah. prepare for it. People were watching me, but they couldn't do anything. So, yeah. So, Chris, our fourth question, and yeah. uh, we can tailor this, um, but I know you know people on the BFL as well. So yeah. if there was one person from the BFL that you could do, you know, it, so maybe it's not one more jump, but you, you've paraglided with people from the BFL or you, you know, just hung out with, you know just what I mean, maybe beer. have one more drink with yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Who who would that be? That would be Treehouse Mike. So I met Treehouse probably like my first season in the Valley and we had a, a running joke about, uh, do you remember that YouTube video about if someone wants a cup of tea but they... They fall asleep, don't force feed them a cup of tea. Yeah, Ex- explaining basically like rape versus, yeah. you know, yeah. um, drinking tea. Yeah. yeah, so that came out that summer and Treehouse and I uh, um, would say, he'd be like, oh, do you want to have a drink? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, you're not my cup of tea. He was like, oh, it's okay, but you can be my cup of tea right now, but not later. So it became a big joke. And, and then um, he didn't make it out to the valley for a few years, but just recently I went and saw him in Squamish or Squampton as they like to call it, which is pretty cool. <laughs> and um, he took my twin sister Sally under his wing and showed her base jumps there. So he's just like the nicest person you could ever meet. He he will always think about other people. I would love to just keep having him in my life. I wish like he was supposed to see me in the valley and then unfortunately two days before he was coming, he didn't make it. So... Uh, yeah, it sucks, but he would be the person I would like to have a drink with for sure. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, Treehouse was a good dude. I mean, all around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so those are the guaranteed four questions. Ooh, I like the four questions. Yeah, <laughs> we're still trying to figure out how that's gonna like where to put it if we wanted to do it up. How would that? Would you have felt better doing that up front, or the way we? Oh, it doesn't matter. Like. Yeah. Um, I guess as the guest, you know, we're... I think at the end it was good because then it doesn't break up the flow of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Like Brian missed out on our conversation. Mm -hmm. Good thing you recorded it. (laughs) I wish I could record everything I said. Brian missed out on this weekend too. Of course, he he didn't miss out. He was uh, doing some sky training Mm -hmm. at Eschbach. Super fun. How was that, Brian? That was good. Just found out that... uh, there's a YouTube video of it. Already? Yep. All right. Ooh. Ooh. Jerome, Jerome put together a nice little YouTube video of our season opening YouTube weekend. YouTube famous. Ooh. Yeah, so you were uh, knocking the dust off, right? Yeah, getting ready to go to the next level, Spain, tomorrow. So kind of wanted to do a couple jumps before having to do jumps there. Yeah, this will, this will actually release while you're at next level. Yay. Um, I'm having a great time right now. <laughs> yeah, well, we can forgive you for not coming to the Valley for that reason. Yeah, yeah mostly because I got skunked the week before when I planned to go skydiving. But Ah, yes. I was like, what's skunked? Mm. That, that's Goose-egged. 
That's a no. I don't know that either. Goose egg is zero. <laughs> big like around, big like uh, Giant on a scoreboard. Egg. A zero looks like a goose egg. Does you know? it? Okay, I'm learning some American right now. Normally, you're the one that's teaching us. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the funny thing is because like there are, we have a lot of Australian friends, and you guys have weird words for everything. Yeah. And so you have to kind of twist your ear a little bit, which is and, funny. Because like, <clears throat> you talk about munted. Mm-hmm. Munted is my favorite thing what, to say. What does that mean? So it depends on where you're from. But for me, munted means like totally drunk off your face. Right. You could also be on extracurricular, like something. Right. But you just can't be a person anymore. Yeah. So can't you're, process. you're munted. Okay. You're wasted. Oh, wasted is a different. Wasted Not is less than munted. munted. <laughs> right. Wasted is so like a goose little egg. Bit. <laughs> Actually makes sense because it <laughs> looks like a zero. What is munted? Where does that come from? I have no idea. Right. So I've looked up these. <laughs> I I stand by the fact that the Aussies are just making Brian, shit up. Brian rests his case. So so <laughs> yes, but I don't. I don't make him up. Not really. Yeah. No. No. Good to know. Yes, yeah, so next level, and then... Then I'll be back here. Then I'll be back here. So we've got a little little reprieve. Yeah. But yeah, well, Sally comes in, so if you wanted to do that podcast... Yeah. yeah. When I, she I, get I will pursue that. On Monday. Oh, shit. And say, well, you're, you'll be at next level. I'll be in the valley. Um, might, might be getting Sam back on here. Let's see. Nice. Yeah. While he's tattooing you? Possibly. Oh. We were, th- we were talking about doing a uh, tattoo podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of me was like, am I am I documenting my downward spiral? <laughs> because like London. Yes. yes, you are. London, I was like a little bit messed up. You know, I was maybe a little drunk on recording. <laughs> Not and, the uh, first time. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> the first time we were all. <laughs> you know, uh, but then the one before that, I was... I was Doing drugs in the hospital, and then uh, I was like, "No, I'm getting tattoos." Like, I thought that was going somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I was just like, "Am I do- documenting like a like a spiral?" But I don't, I don't think so because that I isn't a spiral. Can, Come on, but it, it's not a spiral no. if you can conceptualize it, right? It's not Maybe? a spiral. Uh, I think you think about that. I think a little, little too hard. I'm yeah. probably gonna cut all of this out. By the way, probably yeah, good. probably good mm-hmm. idea. So. All right, Chris. Well, thank you so much for finally being on. As of this moment, you are on the very first recording on this uh, memory card and the very, the most current one. Ah, yes. I like being first. Bookends, yeah. But uh, thank you so much for uh, sharing your story with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. 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 And I hope we can do it again sometime. This isn't, this doesn't have to be a one and done kind of thing, you know, because we have lives, we have updates, and uh, I, I want this to be. A documentation of our friendship, but also like something that maybe other people will take something away from. Sounds good sense. to me. So, Love yeah. to come back again. All right. Awesome. Well, this whoop was whoop. a Bayfly's base base life podcast. <laughs> bye. Bye bye bye. All right. If you want to know more about our guests, just check out the show notes. And if you want to give us some feedback or reach out to us, you can hit us at baselife2014 at gmail dot com. Facebook.com backslash the base life and on Instagram we're at base dot life. All right, thanks.